I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Hey guys, we're back and we're reviewing Project Power. Project Power was a great Netflix. Netflix <laughs> Let's start that. Let's try it again? It's a Netflix movie. I bit my tongue it's okay. severely it the other day. It's good. And it's like, oh. It happens. Uh, it's a Netflix <laughs> movie, like Mark was saying. It's exclusively on Netflix. And it is, like we talked about, a streaming movie. Yeah. It is. It wouldn't have done well in theaters. I think it would have done okay, but it wouldn't have been Marvel DC standard. Yeah, I I don't think it would. I think honestly, I think it would have returned less than what they would have projected to return. Yeah, I mean, it was built on a eighty-five million dollar budget. Eighty-five point five. Yeah, that is ridiculous. These Netflix movies are expensive. They're getting higher. They're crazy. Well, I mean, look at the cast. You had Jamie Foxx and. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Those yeah. are two heavy hitters. Do you know that uh, Triple uh, Frontier costs $115 million to make? No shit. I am not kidding you. That was a budget of $115 million. Well, that had a okay. killer had a cast. Big time cast. Yeah. If you want to look at it real quick, the top five of these Marvel mockbusters that we... <laughs> or, or uh, Netflix mockbusters that we looking at. Bright was $90 million. That was a good movie. It People great, hate that movie, but I loved it. I can't wait I have that movie. as my number one Netflix movie. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I like that movie. I really did. Um, okay. Like we said, Project Power was $85.5 million. Old Guard was $70 million. And Extraction was 65 See, Extraction. I, I love Extraction. Yes. I would almost I would put that as my top, honestly. Like I love Bright, but Extraction was freaking awesome. It's in my top three. Extraction. What the hell is Gray Man? Oh, that's that movie that they're making right now oh. with Ryan Gosling. You yeah. know how much that movie's costing them? How much? $200 million. Oh, man. So they're really yeah, pushing. Yeah, they're pulling out the stops. I mean, Six Underground wasn't cheap either. No. And Irishman wasn't cheap. Irishman yeah. wasn't bad. That, I told you I watched that. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I it was long. It. it was long. It was, it was long. long. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It, was it wasn't bad. No. But... Six Underground cost $150 million. They did too much to try to reclaim the magic of Casino and, you know, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah it uh, was a little too much of that. Okay, so the Irishman budget was anywhere between 159 to $250 million. Okay. It only made $8 million in the box office. Oh, it wasn't in the box office yeah, very, very much, long. no. It was like a very limited release because Netflix owned the rights to it since they produced right. it. But this just goes back to our conversation. A lot of movies can go on Netflix without any issue. Like Extraction, exactly. great movie. It was fine on Netflix. Right. As much as I would like to have seen it in theaters, because I love the John Wick movies in theaters, right. Extraction was good. But we're getting off topic here. Project yeah. Power. Project Power. Starring Jamie Foxx. Yes. Joseph Gordon-Levin. Cameo appearance by Machine Gun Kelly. And a newcomer. Uh, pretty much a newcomer. What's her name? <laughs> Dominic Fishback. Yes. That's okay. not right. She was... Uh, in it, Courtney B. Vance was in it. It's set in New Orleans, which is a good place for this to be set. Yeah. Because it gave it enough grittiness. It gave it enough... You felt the emotion and, you know, the dialect came out uh, with a couple of the characters. What they're doing in this movie is the government is trying to test out this new product. And this new product gives you power. For five minutes. For five minutes. Wow. And it was... It either gives you powers or, or it blows kills you the fuck up. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. <laughs> Not your, a very good Your power could be something really dumb. Destroyed. Um, way it works is it interacts with your, your genome and it says, okay, this, we're going to turn this on inside your body. 
So, well, what it activated was the animal ancestry you have in your body. So some people had, you know, bulletproof skin because they had certain genomes in them. Other people had the ability to self-generate. Other people had the ability to, you know, do something with the thermogenics in their yeah, body. Yeah, heat. It was all over the place, and it all depended on your genome type. And I guess if your right. genome type wasn't compatible with that pill, you went boom, yeah, boom, and it bye wasn't bye. pretty. It no. was a bad, gruesome explosion. Or if you overdosed on it, it yeah, you overdosed. You, so you could you should only take one of them at a time. But some people decided they want really so pony up and yeah. go for the gusto. Okay. Yeah. And how uh, this pill gets started is Jimmy Fox and some military guys were tested on early in the days. Mm-hmm. He gets this radiation treatment that gives him a certain power, but he passes this on to his daughter, his unborn daughter. Yeah. And his daughter has it naturally, full-time, all-the-time power. Yeah. And it's pretty much the power to heal, which is cool within itself. Jamie Foxx's power by far was Was the most visually stunning, cool power. He had this ability to, like, turn the air and the water into this superheated thermodynamic holy crapness that just incinerated in people exactly and just launched them and it was it was brutally cool how they did his power well he said he got his power from the uh oh was it the The some shrimp shrimp yeah Yeah. it clicks its claws at such a speed that it superheats the water around it causing a big bubble it was a pistol shrimp yeah pistol shrimp yeah and it causes this huge bubble and it destroys the prey that it's going after. Stuns it, destroys it, and it just eats it. Eats the leftovers. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny when he uses that yeah, against the guard yeah. too. It scares the crap out of him. Good choice. Just Mr. Shrimp there eating. You know. It was a it was actually a very well written movie. There were yes. certain things that could have been expanded upon, but for what we got for it being I don't know if it's the start of a trilogy or a series or whatever. But it was very well self-contained, and it left just a few threads open for people mm-hmm. to pull on if they so desired. But they could have done just a little bit more with it. But what we got, I was absolutely okay with. I got to fill in the gaps myself. I got to see all the cool powers that they wanted to show right. off. You got to see a plethora of everything. I mean, only one person blew up because they weren't compatible with the pill. One person OD'd, and the other just just died from combat or whatever right. have you and it was it was a very well paced movie like i watched yeah. it twice i watched it by myself and then i told my wife i was like okay you need to watch this with me it's mm-hmm. really good and we watched it together and she thoroughly enjoyed it it was great movie to watch together right. right and the whole time i'm just sitting there thinking like would i take that pill yeah i would take yeah, that yeah, pill. Yeah. i wouldn't even hesitate like boop, boop. Just let's go going on. <laughs> yeah Check right if i blow up i blow up if i don't blow up Awesome. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> Down. It's a bet I'm willing to take. Yeah, the government was uh, testing it out on, on the people of New Orleans. Well, they, they were, were giving the pills away to free the drug dealers. Yeah. And then the drug dealers were going and selling them. And they were even like, what's the catch? Yeah. There's no catch. Well, they know that they were tracking those pills, tracking the powers, powers. Yes. tracking everything so that way they could either build a better product or sell it to mm-hmm. other governments for, you know... The armies, what have you, to take over, do all the craziness that the right. government's always trying to do in these movies. It was action-packed to a certain extent. It had its spy elements, which are always fun to watch if mm-hmm. done properly. It had comedy. There was yeah, quite oh, yeah. a few scenes where I was chuckling out loud, like, ha, right. that's funny. Joseph Gordon-Levitt by far had the best comedy, comedy. scenes yeah, out of the whole so movie. Too. His Clint Eastwood impression 
crack me up to no end. You gotta think. <laughs> Am I gonna be the guy? <laughs> yeah. He goes back to the boss and gives the, and leaves the bag man empty. <laughs> I'm gonna go be awesome. Yeah. Hey, you went the wrong way. Wait. I know. <laughs> it's yeah, funny. it was visually stunning. Yes. I, great effects. I mean, I can see where they spent some a bit of the money. Yeah, I would hope so. so. And the soundtrack was really awesome. It was really good. And when that what what was her name? The girl that played um, Robin Dominic Fishback. Yes. When she rapped, it was really Legit. good. Like she did really yeah. good. You, even you could tell Jamie Foxx was like, "All right, okay. you you pretty yeah. legit. Like yeah. you did good." And Jamie Foxx comes from a musical background yes. too, so you know that's that's some high praise. Like you could tell on his face, like, "Damn, this girl's got some talent here." And I think the end song was by her too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Part, yeah she was a duet in the end song. Yeah, uh, as as of course Jamie Foxx and Je- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Do a great job in the movie. Well, they do great. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was, you know, a hit out of the park for them. I believe, like you said, it was a good, very good Netflix movie. Yes. I mean, it's, this is, you know, in this time of COVID, stay at home, watch this movie, right. you're going to be entertained. Yep. You'll be thrilled. The part that got me, though, I'm going to get a little nerdy on you for a second. I don't know if you know who Casey Neistat is. Mm, no. Okay. So but he, he was the guy that uh, was on the motorcycle, wasn't yes, he? Was. Yes, yeah, he was. So yeah. he is a YouTuber. Pretty famous YouTuber, oh, okay. actually. He was based out of New York for a long time, just moved to L.A. recently. And he does all these cool movies. He calls them movies, but they're 10, 15-minute videos that he does okay. on YouTube. And he puts together some really cool stuff. He does a lot of drone scenes and stuff. He He actually did a vlog where he was on set doing the movie scenes. And... Nice. He was, you know, hanging out with Jamie Foxx and everything. And it was really cool, like, just seeing him. Because I've watched him for years. And then he popped up. I'm like, hey, that's nice, Dad. And then it dawned on me. I was like, these are the guys that he always talks about that he's really good friends with. This is their movie. Oh, okay. Because I remember that's when Nerve came out, which was the director's previous film. And the directors are Henry Joost and Ariel Schumann. They're a directing duo. They're pretty cool guys from what I've seen on Nice Dad's mm-hmm. channel. But... He always makes appearances in their movies. He made a brief appearance in Nerve, and he had a bigger role in this movie. And it was just cool seeing that, being a huge YouTube fan and watching his videos, showing him, seeing him pop up and not really an expansive role or a big role, just, right. a, just a role. And it was like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's just something cool. to keep yeah. your eye out for. No I mean, doubt. They had a lot of cool stuff. Like you said, Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Personally, I don't know the guy anything yeah, about from Cleveland so I know. I know. yeah I know you know yeah. Mr. Ohio man over here <laughs> to all our fans in Ohio <laughs> actually a lot of our Facebook fans are from Ohio yeah I don't know what you did over there yeah, but well, you know. threw it out there man I'm uh, just a popular guy <laughs> clearly clearly that's what it is you know there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie and like usually when you have those kind of people like Machine Gun Kelly that have no business being in a movie show up in the movie, they actually did really well with him. And I think yeah, that's a testament did. to that director's style, those director's style. And even the way they intercut certain sections of the movie, like when they took the pill, you saw their body morph right. on the inside. And like when Joseph Gordon-Levitt's power surfaced, which was bulletproof skin, you saw his skin turn into hexagons. Kind of like pattern. A, I think he was after an armadillo. Yeah. yeah. It was just really cool how they tied it all together and made it look for each individual. Right. And you saw the power burst inside of them. Exactly. It was visually 
an impressive movie. Right. Very well, put together. very well put together. Like I said, very well paced. There wasn't a point in the movie where I was like, all right, can we speed this shit along? Like, I'm getting bored here. The only thing I wish they would have done a little more of was, I feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt was a little underutilized. Yeah, I agree. Even though he had the standout moments in the movie. I agree with that. I, I could watch Jamie Foxx all day. I, yeah. I love him in it, but I wish they would have had more of those two together because when they finally came together, the dynamic was great. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching. I was yeah. like, hey man, you know, these two would have been great to play off each other right. in, the mo- in the movie. And they only got a good ten minutes to play off each other. Yeah. Total. There there was a few uh, first few minutes together and then they separated to go do their own little little quest thing. Yeah. And then they came back together at the end. They had bickering moments here and there. And it was mm-hmm. great. But the only tying source through the whole thing was Robin and luckily they got a girl who could play that character. So cuz if that girl if that character didn't work, if that actress couldn't pull that off, the right. movie wouldn't have worked. They would have felt right. flat on their face. And I that guess. just props to her for being able to pull that off. And I think properly. more than anything with her character, she was relatable in that situation because they didn't get a quote-unquote Hollywood starlet to play the part. No. And like, they got a really down-to-earth, real natural girl to play this part. Yeah. And it was really cool with it. Oh, she's my age. She's, oh, really? uh, she was born in 1990 or 1991. It's not specific. But oh, that's cool. Uh, she didn't look like she was almost 30. No, heck no. She looked like a, she looked like a teenager. Right. She played the part well. Well, as we... This generation yeah. has shown that we all look young for our age, usually. <laughs> Except me. I've been weathered by where I work. It happens. <laughs> but yeah. th- this movie dealt with some very heavy-handed themes that they barely touched upon. Like, right. they mentioned how Katrina affected New Orleans, New Orleans. And, yeah. you know, they didn't really delve into it. But you could still see that the people of New Orleans were dealing with the fallout from mm-hmm. that. Even now, you know, being... When was Katrina? Katrina was in 2008, 2006? Yeah, 2006, I think. 2006 or 7. So it's been it's been years. over a decade, and they're yeah. still dealing with the fallout from that, and they, they, the trust that they have for the government. After yeah, that. you say, oh, yeah. You know, like, they hinted at that in this movie. Every time the men in suits show up yeah. from the government, yeah, we, get, we jump for joy. Yeah, yeah. they hinted at those kind of things. And like the fact that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who plays a police officer, is buying this drug... From an underage girl, yeah, who should be in the school, you know, it it dealt with some heavy-handed themes, but barely touched the surface of right. it. It's like, yeah, this is a morally gray area we're touching here, but we're gonna leave it up to you to decide if this, this is, is right, right or wrong. Because yeah. you know, in the characters' minds, what they're doing is it's the right. right thing. Like because Jamie it's helping the greater good. Exactly, Jamie Foxx's character, the major, he fucked people up. Oh yeah, and he <laughs> fucked them up hardcore. <laughs> And but in his mind, he's doing everything he can to get his daughter back. Right. He doesn't see himself as the villain. He's like, yeah, I did some bad, bad things, stuff, but, but to, it, the end point of this is I get my daughter back. I don't care exactly. what it is. So it was a very morally gray movie, mm-hmm. and it did well with that premise and with that theme behind it. But it could have been expanded on in more than just throwaway lines. Almost. I agree. I agree, because there was a lot of times, and, and we talked about this a little bit uh, before, where Netflix, you get that little bit of malaise in certain parts of the movie, or in certain parts of a series right. that they put out. It's like, okay, there's a lot of dialogue, because we're stretching the budget, or we're stretching the material. Something. Right. And 
this had that for a little bit, for the but it did. Seconds. Yeah, it wasn't like exactly. It wasn't like super expand like extraction. I love extraction, but there were certain scenes where I'm like, okay, we're just we're tacking yeah, this on a little bit. Like anything that had uh, David Harbor in it, mm-hmm. I felt like that was unnecessary almost. Yeah, his character was a little bit just kind of left field. Unnecessary. Yeah. This movie didn't really have that, and it just shows right. that Netflix is growing. As time goes on, and the fact that they're willing to invest more money into these movies just proves the point that they're growing as a studio and as an industry right. to where they're committing more and more to these movies, yes, they are. which is, like we talked about before, a great thing in these COVID times. It's mm-hmm. it's keeping people like me sane because I'm not getting anything new. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we definitely need uh, content that's much more crisp. And a lot deeper than we, what we've been getting right. before, you know, because yeah, we're not going to put up with a. You're on front and center, right? As a movie streaming service, so you've got to be on your best behavior. You got to put out your best products, and they they're the only ones really that keep pushing out solid hit after hit. Because like, Extraction was a big thing, mm-hmm. Project Power was a big thing, Triple Frontier was a big thing. Their movies that they push out are always big. Everybody's talking about yeah. them. I can't name more than one or two Hulu movies or Amazon Prime movies that really go, oh my, God. oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Like, for me, Hulu, the biggest movie I've seen on Hulu that I thoroughly enjoyed was Palm Springs. Palm Springs, yeah. I can't really and think of another on one. on Prime, I mean, movie-wise, not that much. They had Manchester they the by the Sea, yeah. and they had The Report. The Report was which phenomenal. Yeah. I don't even know if that was an Amazon Prime exclusive yep. movie. It's on there. Yeah, but sure. it might not even be an exclusive movie, which just right. means all the more their series are bomb. Like awesome. the boys yeah. is great and all that stuff. Man, the but high tower was awesome. Too. Netflix just continues to kill it, both with their series and, and their, their movies. movies. Yeah, and so they're getting to the point where even their series are starting to be more like movies. Like Stranger Things is becoming more movie esque mm-hmm. as it goes. Umbrella Academy, Umbrella Academy is fantastic, super. and um, The Witcher. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. Yes. Love it. Oh, I love it. So, oh. personally, Dude, I... One, one thing on The Witcher. Okay. Have you seen Cavill preparing for season two? That motherfucker is so yoked. He's just I don't know insane. how he finds the time to build any more muscles I don't than know. he already has. Yeah, it's insane. It's, I wish I had that kind of commitment to my body and not my pudge, because yeah. I would be a happy, happy man. I like tacos. I like you're goddamn right. I like tacos. I like tacos and burgers. Yes. Give me my movies. Give me my burgers and my tacos. We're good. And some French fries. I'm a happy, happy man. Yes. And a little bit of beer here. Good ice cream. I'm good yeah. to go. There you go. Golly, <laughs> I I wish I had the commitment that man has. Hell, mm-hmm. I wish I had the commitment Jamie Foxx Fox has. Because he yeah, no doubt. He's age. He took his yes. shirt off in the movie. I'm like, goddamn. How old are you? And you got a you got some abs going on. Right. Man's 52 years old, Mark, Jeez, and he still good. got a six pack going yeah. on. It's ridiculous. It's re fucking ridiculous. That makes me just I'm gonna go hide now into your craft. But <laughs> you know, like we said, Project Power. Good movie. I, we recommend you watch it. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you have no reason not to watch it. If you, even if you ha- if you don't have a Netflix account, right? sign up for a few-day trial and watch yeah. it. I mean, hell, you could sign up for a seven-day trial and watch seven solid, solid days, days of, of nothing but good stuff. crap. Yes, good content. Do you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt's almost 30, 40 years old? Jeez. Does that make you feel old? Because I remember yeah. when he was a kid yeah, on certain TV too. shows. Yeah. 
I mean, hell, he's older than me, but I still remember seeing him young, and now it's like, oh, dude, you're almost 40. 40 years old. Well, I'm almost 30, yeah, so well. it's fair. I get it. Happens. So, let me ask you this. Would you or would you not want a sequel to Project Power? I would, because yeah. I believe they could flesh it out a little bit more. And Now, would you want them to bring back that. both Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or one or the other? One or the other, because I think you could follow... Levitt's character a little bit more because I think Jamie Foxx's character has he's had his arc his, yeah exactly his yeah. arc's done he found his daughter well daughter. the way the movie ended with Levitt's character was he was gonna go and expose the whole thing mm-hmm. that would lend itself to him kind of being on the run and trying to stop right. it and he's got a good power to be able to go on the defense because mm-hmm. he's bulletproof and he had some super strength at that point in time like he was he had a solid power nothing's gonna come in comparison to the Fox's power, though. No. Visually wise. But using that power almost killed him. Yeah, that was rough. I mean, his daughter had to heal him. So that, that, was, was that was so cool, though, where the whole air vibrated and you could see yeah. the water droplets portioning out. It was really wicked was cool. Wild. Yeah. I mean, there were some cool powers. Nothing brand new or unique except maybe for Foxes because I've never really seen right. quite I something like that. I didn't quite understand the girl's freezing. That was weird because she, she didn't. Ha- it wasn't really a power. It was just like okay, this is a condition. Yeah, or less. you know, she ended up getting an icicle out through her own right. throat. I was like, this doesn't make like, any yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, maybe her power is uncontrollable. Maybe that's why it's so rare. Or yeah, something. exactly. I, don't know. I mean, it was there was a lot in that movie that could definitely be expanded upon. Well, but, and yeah. if they, you know, if they do make a sequel and the government's able to hone, hone that it. pill more, yeah. they could do some, you know, more interesting things. Like maybe you take this pill for to activate your genome power and then you can take additional pills or whatever to activate segregated powers inside yourself so you can combine and stuff like that. That would right. be something really cool that they could do. Yeah, I'd like to The see one that. thing I would really like to see, though, is Robin come back for more. I would, too. And yeah. see her growth now, you know, that she's able to take care of her mom with the money that the major gave mm-hmm. her and everything and see more of her and Levitt's character... Because their dialogue, the man their in the chair was type great. Of situation, yes. and, you know, being behind the scenes and being, you know, an infiltrator. So I was surprised she didn't take a pill because I guarantee her pill would have been something like the Canary Cry for Black Canary. Oh, that would have been sweet. Yeah, because I mean, she's all about that the vocals and the. Great, yeah, it would have been something like that. I like seeing cool. that. But like I said, there was nothing really new with this movie per se, but it was right. a fresh take on, on the. Con- yeah, on genre. this concept. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it was very well put together, very well built. I'm really looking forward to these directors, more movies that they make. Because they've been, they've come through on making, what do we say, Paranormal Activity 3 and 4. Yeah. To making Nerve, which was a cool movie. It was very well done and made, to this. Yeah. I think one of the things that was really helpful to them is the screenplay. You know. That's right. Screenplay was done by uh, Maxon Tomlin. Tomlin. Yep. He basically won the almost a dream gig for writing the screenplay. Yep. To do the Batman. Yeah, yeah. He went from doing this to doing the Batman with yeah. Matt Reeves. So he done this Project Power was his first credited screenplay. Right. For being his first one, that's impressive. It's, it's impressive. That is, it impressive. is impressive. And then he did something called Little Fish, which is completed pending release according to wikipedia cool which i haven't even heard of that movie it stars olivia cook jack o'connell it's a sci-fi science fiction romantic drama have oh, we wow. seen a trailer for that 
don't think we have. I haven't seen that. And then he did the Batman, which is obviously the dream job. Yeah. With Matt Reeves, and he even said, I read an interview about him the other day because now he's starting to blow up because of Project Power. He goes, Matt Reeves taught me so much. You guys are not ready for the Batman. And as you all well know, I am a huge (laughs) stucker for Batman. So I I cannot wait personally. I am so hyped for the Batman movie. Oh, I am very, very excited for it because, you know, this impressed me. Yes. You know, for being his first... first Full blown yeah, screenplay movie, that's ridiculous. And he could have written a bunch of junk before that that never got published, right? But the fact that he got one out there that turned into such a huge success. I mean, right. what is what is Project Power sitting out at Rotten Tomatoes right now? Do you know off the top of your head? If not, I'll look it up. I think it was in the seventh. No, oh, it dropped down to fifty nine percent for whatever reason. The right. when it first came out, it was in the high seventies. Yeah, but then you know certain people come in and start. Bash, bash and shit yeah. because everybody else is all hyped about it. That's just how people. Yeah, work. Rotten Tomatoes is uh, kind of a little uh, less credible. Yeah, I, you know, I think there's certain things that people shouldn't have access to because certain people just like to either go against the system, right? In the sense that if everybody else likes it, they're gonna hate it, and they get other people all hyped up to. And people, certain people just like to watch shit burn and yeah. bash stuff just for <laughs> the fun of it, even if they haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Hell, I don't know if anybody plays video games, but uh, Metacritic, the score, or I think it was Metacritic, they had to redo their premise for certain video game releases because people were going and review bashing stuff before they even mm-hmm. finished the game. Wow. So it just goes to prove that not everybody should be a critic, critic at that no. point in time because be while everybody's entitled to their opinion and not to say we're masters or even no, experience at it, no, man. we just like talking about it and enjoying yeah. movies and you know, we between the two of us I'm pretty sure we spend a lifetime watching movies. A lot of time. You know, I, I think we have a nice foothold to stand on and talk about these things. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's cut out to do it. Not everybody should have easy access, especially on a review aggregator like that to where everybody can go post their own personal and stuff on. And it destroys And it the destroys product. something that's I mean, really, truly good. Yeah. That's like, there terrible. was, um, what was it? Mm. A Kevin James movie I watched not that long ago. Uh, the International Bestseller, Spy, whatever the hell that movie was called. Okay, yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. What was that, that stupid one. movie called? It was such a long title, but it had like a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mystery. Yeah, it had a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I, I just kept the memoirs of an international assassin. Oh god. So it, it I saw it had a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I just didn't watch it because it had a zero percent. I was like, ah, it's not worth my time. Not very many movies can get that. Right. But then Kevin James came out with his own YouTube channel. I started watching his videos, and I'm like, okay, you know, he he's got some chops. Let me uh. Let me go watch that the Kevin James stuff. So I was like, I'm going to go watch that. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Wow. I thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting. It wasn't as shitty as everybody made it out to be. So I was like, what the hell happened here? Like, what happened with that right. movie? Now, uh, I don't know. We're not going to do a whole review on it, but you ended up watching Becky, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Highly recommend that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Kevin James didn't do as good job as I hoped he would in that, though. Right. No, because of the... Uh, serious nature he, and I think in our minds we look at Kevin James as just a comedic actor I mean I he's always funny that. I hate doing that too because he's pigeonholed into that 
and I see what he was going for in this movie, he, but it was still a little soft. Yeah, he on, he can't do intimidation. He could yeah. play a solid bad guy as long as that bad guy doesn't do intimidation. He right. could do the type of bad guy that's always smarter than the other the person other and outthink yeah, him and outmaneuver him and be like, yeah. holy shit, this guy's wicked smart. But he can't do intimidation. Yeah. At least not yet. Maybe he can pat that down eventually, but that is not his faux pas. Yeah, because the girl in the movie was Lulu, whatever her name is. She was just over the top crazy. I think that was the one part about this movie that bothered me with Project Power was there was no big baddie to fight that popped a pill and they got to go at it right. and really show off their powers there at the end. I mean, there was a few power-on-power power fights right. here and there, but nothing like, oh my god, that was so hype. Yeah, I agree with that. Because there was some serious OP characters, yeah. but I liked the concept because you were only OP for five minutes. Yeah, there was no real big clash of... no, uh, Like, Jamie Foxx at the end of the movie, I'm gonna oh, he spoil was it. so OP. He was super OP, but... There was nothing anybody could do about it, and there was nobody he was going up against except for regular human beings. Yeah, and he trashed them all instantly. I mean, literally incinerated them. Funny thing about that scene, though. What? Okay. It's 8,000 degrees going all over the place. He was aiming it. it yeah, I know. But, but if anything comes near you at 8,000 oh, yeah. degrees, you're going to get incinerated. Instantly, yeah. <laughs> and all Robin had to do was duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like... <laughs> Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I, no. the way I rationalized that in my head is he was flinging his arms and aiming it. Yeah. He aimed away from Robin, but I was like, right. well, he did hit somebody close right. to her. 8,000 degrees that close to her. <laughs> Unless it's super concentrated and not expanding out. Right. She would have been uh, toast. toast. Yeah. yeah. And like, I liked how some people just got blown away while yeah. other people got incinerated. I'm like, mm, continuity means a lot here, yeah. people. But hey, whatever. But yeah. it's cool. Visually, yeah. it's looks great. I mean, <laughs> whatever works. It's like a Superman thing. It's like, how do you make such an overpowered character work? The answer is you don't. You really can't right. unless you make them relatable. Like, the closest thing we've ever got to really making Superman relatable was the original Christopher Reeve movie. And right. even then, he was so overpowered, you couldn't relate to him on certain aspects. And then Man of Steel came out, and Henry Cavill was such a human character that you were able to relate with him. And he wasn't always this perfect human being right, I who agree. made all the right decisions. He stumbled, he fell. Which him, made Superman, Batman versus Superman, just all the more just almost nonsensical. Yeah. It was. Because I'm like going, okay. I'm telling you, did you ever watch the rated R cut? I have watched it. Did you like it better? Yeah, yeah, yeah I liked it better. better. Yeah. I liked it better. But I've always had this problem with Batman going up against Superman. Oh my God, you know what we haven't talked about What's since that? we've been... Snyder Cut. Oh, it's coming. I told you it was coming. Was I not proven it's right coming. yet again? Damn, I was so hyped. I called you. I was like, I told you it was going to happen. Yes, I was you did. so hyped. It's and it's coming to streaming. Yes. I need to get HBO Max oh, now. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so hyped. That's a superhero movie that yes. I wouldn't mind going to see in theaters. But hey, I'll take what I can get with that. Oh, yeah. I'm so hyped. Like I said, with the technology now you can put in your home, you can get this almost the sound quality. It's not it. If I could put the sound quality I wanted to put in my house, my wife would fucking shoot me. Well, your house would blow apart. If you <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. if I wanted to put... If I got what I wanted in my place, yeah, it would blow the place apart. Are you kidding me? The what people three floors below you would, would be, be kicking up at the door. What the fuck is that? Stop, Brady. I already had somebody show up at my door one time. Did you really? Yeah. You'll tell me that story later. That's... My, the bass was a little high. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
clean up. But what were you watching? Uh, I think I was playing music at that time. Ah. Yeah. But watching anything, if you, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> so, yet again, Project Power. Recommend it. Highly recommend it for a Netflix movie. Not meant as a derogative term, right. obviously, like we talked about. Right. Highly recommend. Solid movie. Great fun. Great mm-hmm. action sequences. No big payoff, really. If I mean, I got the payoff I wanted because I wanted to see what Jamie Foxx's power was. Exactly. But there was no final clash payoff. And maybe they'll right. do that in the sequel. But for what it is, it was very well done. And I, you know, that combination and that uh, uh, synopsis is both good and bad you know yeah there was no big baddie uh, conflict at the end but it made it more believable yes. in a certain way yeah it was yeah. a lot more relatable story yeah. in the sense that there's not always going to be a big bad fight at the end this was You're a right. very it was almost a very human story in the real world that could happen this was very realistic in that sense yeah. I mean, if there was a pill like that, this is the shit that would probably happen. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. The negative and the good. Yeah. It was it was cool. And, you know, the visuals, like I said, were awesome. One of my favorite scenes was when Joseph Gordon-Levitt got shot in the head. Yeah. And his whole, because he was bulletproof, his whole skin just, like, kind of ballooned, did that wave thing, and then his eye popped the blood vessel. Yep. Even though he was bulletproof, he took a point-blank shot. Shot, yeah. It was and terrible. it still messed him up a bit. And that's, you know, like you said, where you can see where the money was spent, the yeah. visual effects. I mean, and it was spent well. I mean, yeah. there wasn't there were crap. These were not crappy effects. No, not crappy good. effects, not crappy set pieces, no. nothing. Like, it was very exactly. well put together. So, you know, props to those guys. I would be really curious if they could, if those guys were given a Marvel project, they would probably do oh, some I wonders with it. out of the park. Do like yeah. a young, uh, young Avengers or something? They would do really oh, well yeah. with because they seem to do nice. really well with kid type situations. Yeah, I agree and with the, nice. you know, with what they did with Robin and everything. Anything else to add, Mark? No, I think we've covered it pretty good. If you had to give Project Power a score, what would you give it? Don't you take my score? Oh, I'm giving it a seven point eight. Oh, okay, good. No, I was going to say seven point seven five. Okay. I was going to say you can't keep taking my scores like this. Yeah, <laughs> can happen. Yeah, yeah, it's uh like I said, solid movie. Right. Highly recommend it. You right. can watch it twice and yeah. still enjoy it. Pick up some things. And yeah, look at it. yeah. And, and like the first time I watched it, I missed a few things with the major because I was not giving it my full undivided attention like I should have. Mm-hmm. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, now I know. I didn't really miss out on story beats like I thought I did. So, right. Good movie. Solid. Yes, indeed. Really recommend it. All right, hopefully we'll be back soon with something else. we got to figure out what we're going to do next. Hopefully we can go see... Well, when does Mulan come out? September 9th. 9th, yeah. Is it 9th oh, or the wow. 7th? I think, I think it's, it's the 9th. 9th. And the New Mutants comes out soon, which we'll probably try to do that one. Yeah, but definitely. We're going to try to get back into doing two of the week. We found a way to where we could record safely, so we're going to continue doing that. That is correct. Within the social distancing world that we now find ourselves get away from me (laughs) (laughs) all right well i've been kendrick i've been mark and this has been movies in black and white thanks for listening peace